Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Nuria Martinez-Keel. You're listening to The Source. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them. The life of high-profile death row inmate Julius Jones was spared Thursday. Governor Kevin Stitt decided to commute his sentence to life without the possibility of parole, only hours before Jones was to be executed. The Oklahoman's Josh Delaney has graciously joined me today after spending two days in McAllister, where supporters of death row inmate Julius Jones anxiously awaited a decision from Governor Kevin Stitt on whether he would stop Jones' execution. Jones was scheduled to die by lethal injection at 4 p.m. Thursday, but the governor decided four hours beforehand to intervene. So first of all, tell me, what was the instant reaction to the news that Jones would not be executed? I assume you were out amongst the people outside the prison. How did they respond? The instant reaction was applause, cheers, uh, a, a burst of of celebration. The governor just announced he's going to grant clemency. And then that was tempered by the fact that the governor um, commuted uh, Julius Jones' sentence to uh, life in prison without the possibility of parole. Uh, so then things calmed down a, a little bit. The celebration toned down a lot, but there there was still a, a lot of happiness. There was a lot of tears of joy. And then immediately there was a sentiment of, we still have work to do. Julius Jones should be freed from prison, that he is completely innocent of uh, of the crime, uh, of of murdering Paul Howell. What he just announced is that he's not going to kill Julius. Let me make it clear. But he split the baby. He said life without parole. Let, let, me, let me just be clear though. We actually won one battle. We didn't say we were going to stop fighting. So as the day wore on, there was still music being played and some dancing and some celebration. Um, but at that point, I think the focus had turned to um, what what can be done next to free Julius Jones from the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Yeah. The governor waited two weeks until the day of the execution to decide whether he would stop it or not. What took him so long? And, and what did the Jones family have to say about what it was like to wait that long until they got an answer? Well, Governor Stitt said he was reviewing the case from both sides. So that might have played into it, but the Jones supporters were not happy with how long it took to make a decision throughout the day. I I spoke with several of them who said that this had to be extremely uh, uh, mentally difficult for Julius Jones to be waiting that long to hear if he was gonna live or die. 
uh, Thursday afternoon. His execution was set for 4 o'clock. The decision uh, came out uh, from the governor's office at, I, I think, around 12.15. So uh, just about four hours before he was scheduled to be executed is when the decision came out. Uh, so folks folks were not pleased with, with that at all. We should not have... Uh, received this news four hours before an execution. This was um, torture for Julius and for his family and for those people who love him. Julius Jones was sentenced to death in 2002 for the murder of Edmund Insurance Executive Paul Howell. Howell was shot during a carjacking in 1999. Although Jones has maintained his innocence for 22 years, Howell's family have strongly opposed stopping his death sentence. What was their response when the governor decided not to carry out the execution? Yeah, the Howell family came out with a statement saying that they understood that uh, Governor Stitt's decision was, was a difficult one to make. They said they took comfort in Stitt's decision essentially confirming um, that Julius Jones um, uh, is guilty and that he would not be able to apply for or be eligible for any type of commutation in the future, um, no type of pardon or, or parole. Um, and then they thanked the Attorney General's office and the Oklahoma County District Attorney's office and, and their own supporters who have uh, supported them during this case, which, um, you know, it's, it's gone on for more than 20 years now. And, um, they had a, the, the end of their statement was interesting to me. They said that Julius Jones forever changed our lives and the lives of his family and friends. Um, so that's, uh, that's what they uh, uh, told the world uh, Thursday after uh, Stitt's announcement was made. It was interesting. The sister of Julius Jones said yesterday uh, that she had nothing to say uh, to the, the Howell family. Um, I I don't know that that was meant acrimoniously. Uh, however, I've uh, reported on the recent um, clemency hearings for Julius Jones, and um, both sides of this case have had to sit and listen to the other side um, come out with some pretty strong statements. Um, uh, particularly with the Howell family, they, they are adamant that Julius Jones did this. A couple of them saw him do this, and they believe that this has all been a media-driven campaign uh, to free Julius Jones. So, um, uh, yeah, so that 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 was their uh, statement yesterday, basically thanking their supporters and thanking the, the the prosecutors that worked on the case. Yeah, this case has garnered significant national and worldwide attention. Celebrities have weighed in on this, specifically in support of Julius Jones. Millions of people have signed a petition supporting his release. And it seemed like with each passing day that Governor Stitt had not made a decision yet, the pressure on the governor increased. Tell us about the activism and the demonstrations of support that we saw in Oklahoma on behalf of Julius Jones in the week leading up to his execution date? Yeah, there were walkouts by high school students. There were demonstrations inside the Capitol. Uh, various vigils have been held, um, including in, into uh, Thursday night after the uh, governor made his, or announced his decision. 
Um, and then there was uh, McAllister is about two and a half hours from Oklahoma City, and a lot of the key uh, Jones supporters made that drive uh, there yesterday. And it was it grew to be uh, I, I would say about a hundred people or so uh, that made that that drive down there. Of course, uh, uh, it was several months ago. Maybe uh, I don't know that it was quite a year ago, but there was a there was a walk from uh, uh, Oklahoma City to McAllister as well, and some prominent activists uh, led that. Um, some of the things I heard from them after the decision was made were. Interesting too. I heard people saying um, we finally won one. We actually got something done. So there was a lot of a, 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 enthusiasm um, that, that that shouldn't be under uh, underestimated when when the decision was made. But as I said before, you know, it, it was tempered with the the life without uh, parole uh, element to it. So. Yeah, the, the support in, in Oklahoma City and various parts of the state has been, um, it's been, uh, it's been very zealous for uh, Julius Jones in, in this case. Yeah, it's interesting because although the decision rested in the governor's hands, I feel like it's fair to say that the significant public support and pressure for Jones' release must have weighed on his mind when he was deciding whether to execute this man, whether to keep him in prison or to let him go potentially. I mean, that had to play a factor, at least when the, when the governor is deciding not only what he's going to do, but how people will respond. I think so. And I, I think that, um, you know, we've seen protests in Oklahoma and throughout the U.S. Uh, for the last few years that have uh, been sparked by, um, let's say, discussions over the uh, the justice system in the United States. And there were several comments yesterday uh, before the announcement that uh, his decision um, would impact a community, that it would impact the black community uh, in particular. And so Julius Jones was uh, in many ways symbolic of uh, justice issues in the United States for the black community. Um, and I think that, and you know, some of the uh, political discussions leading up to this, and, and I would hear these discussions in various places that, that I've been at um, uh, publicly, um, including the, the, the night before the execution. Um, I was at a local watering hole, and, and this case did come up. And a lot of the discussions were about uh, how much politics would play into the governor's decision. Uh, that if he granted full, for example, if he granted clemency and let Julius Jones walk out of prison, how many more votes would he get from Jones supporters? Um, if And how many would he lose from his base and, and would that make much of an impact at all and, and there was a lot of theorizing into how much politics played into that decision and there's also a lot of theorizing that the governor was probably praying and perhaps trying to make what he would consider a convicted uh, a, a decision he is is thoroughly convinced of uh, with his faith so and then like I said that was a lot of armchair theorizing out in the public that uh, 
that was leading up to this. So, so yeah, I, th I think it weighed on him uh, heavily. There was even some sentiment that um, to commute Julius Jones' sentence to life without parole is kind of splitting the baby in half, that you, you could be uh, angering both sides of the issue, that uh, the Howe family wouldn't be happy with without an execution, and, and Jones' supporters are not happy with him still being in prison for life. So um, it has been fodder for much discussion in Oklahoma City and throughout the state. And like you mentioned earlier, part of the governor's decision was that Jones can never apply for clemency, a pardon, or parole ever again for the rest of his life. Although Jones's supporters and his family were, were rejoicing that he won't lose his life, was there an element of sadness then that he won't be released? There definitely was, and then and there was initial talk that, well, maybe the next governor, if we get a different governor in, we can undo this. We are going to continue to fight if that means we have to get a new governor, if it means we have to, so, so we're going to change the laws. We're going to keep fighting. We're not leaving his side. This isn't over. We're just getting one. This is just one battle. I don't think that can legally uh, happen. Um, now, I'm not a law expert. Uh, um on this, I think that outside of some new exculpatory evidence um, that he will be in prison for life, but his supporters are are holding out hope that one way or another he will at some point be freed from prison. And on top of his family and supporters, do you expect his attorneys to continue to fight in the court system for his release someday? I think so. I, I think... I think this case will be, let's take the, the typical citizen, if it's not on their minds every day, it'll at least be one of those news issues that are going to pop up and still be presented to the public on occasion. Um, how frequently as the months and years go by, um, I don't know. Um, you know, he was, he was uh, commuted on what would be November 18th, so I don't know if people would do a yearly demonstration or, or what they have planned. Uh, but I think the Jones supporters want to keep this out in the forefront as, as much as they can. Oklahoma has a pretty checkered past with botched executions. The state had an execution earlier this month that some people found pretty alarming with the way the inmate medically responded to the injection. Oklahoma's lethal injection process is tied up in the courts right now, and we had the Pardon and Parole Board vote to grant clemency to another death row inmate this week. And they did that solely because they had questions about the state's execution process, um, not about this inmate's guilt or innocence, but about whether we should be executing people with the lethal injection process that we have right now. So what questions do we still have ahead of us when it comes to the death penalty? Yeah, and, that, and that's, uh, that's a good point, a good question, because a part of the gathering yesterday out, out in front of the state prison was uh, people calling for the end of uh, executions here in Oklahoma. Um, so the state botched a couple of executions uh, more than six years ago. The, uh, the, the uh, process was stopped, um, and then uh, the state said, we found a reliable supply of drugs that we could use. And that's the main question, is there's a, a sedative that's used in the process, and uh, inmates have filed a lawsuit saying that the sedative is not effective. 
that it, it, it does not stop pain and suffering, um, which is a, they, they say will be a, uh, they say is a violation of the constitutional right against not being subjected to cruel and unusual punishment. Um, and this came up again with the John Grant execution because reporters who witnessed his execution said he convulsed several times and he vomited. Um, now, uh, others have countered that he had a very large meal uh, before he was executed and that, that might have uh, played into that. Um, but regardless, they're saying that that was another red flag that, that the state doesn't know what it's doing. We've botched executions before. We saw a man, or it was reported that a man convulsed and vomited during our first execution in six years. Uh, why are we continuing to do this? Um, because it, it appears there might still be something wrong with the process. So that's really the debate. It's, it's going to hinge on if this is uh, cruel and unusual punishment and if this particular sedative that's being used is actually effective or, or not. That particular issue will come to trial in February, so that uh, definitely remains to be seen where Oklahoma will go after that point. Uh, but for today, thanks so much, Josh, for joining me and, and for your work on, on covering this Julius Jones case. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us this week. This podcast is possible because of the Oklahomans subscribers. We encourage you to subscribe if you can. You can read these stories and more every day in the Oklahoman and at oklahoman.com. Check back next Friday for a new episode.